Did you know you can now register for the 7th Annual Osmosis Con taking place October 10th to the 12th, 2021 at the Bahia Resort Hotel, San Diego. We have exciting news. You'll now be able to attend this renowned event in person in San Diego or virtually through a dynamic online community. Cynthia Hetherington and the HG Group consistently deliver the best training at this open source intelligence skills building conference, and this year is no exception. You can learn more at osmosiscon.com. I want to talk to everybody today about scopenow.com. Scopenow has been a big time sponsor of this program for quite some time, and I just love their service. I've been using them since the beginning. I'm one of their beta customers and uh, it's been so awesome to see them grow into the business that they are today and just how they just keep reinventing themselves and pushing themselves to get more and more information. What it comes down to is, is Scope Now is a tool that you definitely need to use if you do social media investigations, any internet research, and really spending less time digging around and, and uh, looking for information I think it's one of the best points of how ScopeNow can help you. Their AI platform, their analytics are amazing. You really get an idea of what you need. You're reducing the time, you're reducing the manpower that you, you're spending on doing this research because they're essentially doing it for you and uh, they're doing it correctly, which is most important. One of the new things that they're actually offering is this flagging system where you can flag behaviors and really highlight and um, look out for fraud. If you're doing a lot of fraud research, uh, this is a fantastic tool and you can set up alerts so you have uh, particular people that you're looking at you can actually set up alerts to get notifications when the criteria that you set up is actually um, is flagged and goes off it's really uh, really amazing and their relationship and association analytics are uh, top-notch really uh, cutting edge and really really cool when they brought that out on version 3 it was a game changer i mean really being able to see how people interact together and, and uh, you know having that relationship you know analysis is really really something that's cool you know one of the other things about being involved with scope now is their ability to offer webinars their team is cutting edge on putting together and getting out really really great content if you're a member of scope now if you know who they are you've seen them around on linkedin you'll you'll know that they're constantly doing webinars on these new websites that are coming out and uh, they're really staying on top of it and don't forget uh, any reports that you generate you can actually white label those reports and put your own logos on and, and really make them look professional which you know could equate to more billing for you as well so check them out today it's uh, www.scopenow.com they're a great great company they should be one of the tools in your toolbox along with whatever kind of uh, search engines you do uh, you need to make sure that scope now is a part of that sweet scopenow.com are you an investigative professional have you heard about the investigators toolbox.com check out this exclusive online community for networking learning and data resource management the Toolbox is a one-stop shop for all your investigative needs. Check out our robust collection of forums, our comprehensive learning page, and our expansive library of OSINT research tools. We've just released an app for both iOS and Android, so you can access the site seamlessly right off your phone. We have also partnered with some amazing companies like Crosstracks, Delpoint, IRB, ScopeNow, The Hetherington Group, PI Magazine, PI Gear, Merlin Locate Services, Paravin, the PI Institute of Education, and so many more. They're offering over $1,250 worth of discounts and benefits exclusively to community members today. Use code PIP201836 and save 10% on your membership. 
That's www.investigators-toolbox.com. Welcome to Osmosis Quick Hits on PI Perspectives. We're almost done highlighting some of the speakers at the 2021 conference in San Diego, California. We hope you've enjoyed the content. This week, Jennifer Makovac is our guest. She'll be teaching a class with Andrew Keith on how to do research with only using the library, old school. Jennifer has a great background in research and is the co-owner of 221B Partners. So please welcome Jennifer Makovac and your host, private investigator, Matt Spare. Welcome, everybody, to this week's Quick Hits episode of PI Perspectives. We are focusing on Osmosis 2021 in San Diego, and we've got another speaker here with us today. Uh, I want to welcome uh, Jennifer Makovac to the program. Uh, Jennifer, how are you? Hi, great. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to spend a few minutes with you this morning. Yeah, thanks for jumping on. I appreciate it. So we uh, interviewed your partner in crime a couple of weeks ago, uh, Andrew. You guys have a very interesting uh, track that you're teaching here at Osmosis. But before we jump into that, tell me a little bit about your background. Sure. So my background is a, a hybrid of former law enforcement and then corporate investigations. Um, I was a criminology major in college and I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a rare person. I think that I knew what I wanted to do, or at least the field I wanted to be in since I was a, a child. And so I knew it was some sort of investigations uh, path. And so after college, I moved to New York City and I worked for the Manhattan District Attorney's Office for a little more than a decade. And then I joined uh, the corporate investigations world and I've been in that world since 2005. So I got a very important question for you. Did you ever go to Four Leanies across the street? Of course, who hasn't been Forlini? Okay. I think it's in every Law & Order episode and all the big uh, crime novels. There's always a scene at at Forlini's. Okay, so you now have street cred. We can continue the interview. (laughs) If if you're like, what's Forlini's? I'm sorry, I would have to end. (laughs) It's a legend. That's awesome. I actually, um, I really appreciate a criminology background. I took... um, some classes in college. I went to John Jay College in, in the mm-hmm. city. Fast in the country. Yeah, yeah. I you know, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. The value of my degree just keeps going up and up. You know, like when I was there, I was like, yeah, it was college. I got through, you know, it was it was cool. It wasn't anything that was super like hard for me. Mm-hmm. But but the prestige of the school, right? They started doing construction, adding buildings, you know, programs got better and better. And seeing how prestigious it was. I think when I was there, it was like maybe the top three in the United States for criminal justice. Mm-hmm. But now, I mean, I think you think you make the arguments the best. And uh, yeah, the, va- the so value well goes up. Um, but the criminology class, I specifically remember I had a great criminology professor. And it really was interesting to me, you know, the idea of, of how criminals think and why they do things. And, and even, you know, the study of bumps on heads to, to try and understand, like, is this person predestined to be a criminal because of the shape of their head? I thought it was fascinating, right? Absolutely. I had a, a couple of great teachers, um, but one in particular was my senior year. They brought in a, an FBI agent and right. he taught real, you know, real life examples. And, uh, you know, I think he was just doing it for a semester to test it out, but, uh, he continued on, and I think his classes were basically, you know, standing room only because they were just, you know, fabulous, and we, everyone just learned so much. So, and it, it's just, it's so interesting, it, you know, that the the field of criminology and investigations. Uh, I, you know, I rarely missed a class. So right, right. So, how did you team up with with Andrew? Well, I, I mean, I, you guys have the company together, right? The two two one B Partners. Um, 
you guys, did you meet at Kroll or was it somewhere we else? We do. Yeah. Oh. We were, we were thrown into a little office together. So, okay. and you know, flash forward 16 years, which I can't even believe it. Uh, we're back together again. So yeah, it, when I left the Manhattan DA's office, I joined Kroll right away, um, but not its New York city office. So I was moving to Chicago and it joined its Kroll office. And uh, as luck would have it, I ended up uh, paired up with Andrew mm -hmm. and he and I uh, sat together in that office, you know, for a couple of years. Um, he left, he came back um, and, you know, we just really hit it off. I think not just from a personal and friendship level, but just really respecting each other's uh, professional skill set. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that we are sort of, you know, 75% similar. And then we, we each have our different paths right. uh, that make us a re really unique uh, complement to each other. Uh, so we've known each other since that time and have worked some pretty significant and interesting cases. And then we worked together again at, a, at another company called Hillard Heights. Yeah. Um, oh, no, I know that. Before he left to form yeah. his own company. So. Yeah. I know who who would very well and a couple of folks that, uh, uh, that worked there, uh, Talia, oh, great. Talia yeah. Cohen, I think her name is. I, I'd met her in Osmosis a couple of years ago. Uh, what a great firm. That That's a great place too. Um, Definitely is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's cool. So have you guys ever actually taught together or is this going to be the first time? You know, we've done some training, uh, kind of internal uh, training to some organizations that are much smaller where mm -hmm. we have you know, 15, 20 people, and we're really picking kind of niche research topics and really delving into those. Um, and those have been all been online so far. They were meant to be in person, but so far it's just been virtual. Um, but that that's it in terms of training together. So we've done a few, but not as big and right. only virtual so far. So we're yeah. looking forward to actually seeing uh, you know, human beings in person and being able to talk to a crowd and, you know, see some hands raised and yeah. uh, interact with a crowd. Sure. And this is your first osmosis too, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. It is. So at my last company, we, we tried to send at least two people every year um, from the, you know, from the investigative team. So oh. Uh, I always, I always get the download when they come back and they're really excited about how much they learned. And then they, you know, share that with the rest of the team. Um, but this is my first one, yeah. uh, attending in person. Yeah. And you know, th they do have the ability to, uh, attend online as well. Like they're doing a hybrid, um, mm -hmm. which is neat, you know, cause some folks can't actually make the trip. It's, it's difficult, uh, getting out to California, especially if you're coming from New York, you know, it's like, Oh, I got to go from, uh, you know, the fall to nice weather in San Diego. This is terrible. Definitely. <laughs> so, definitely. It's a great option. Yeah. I, I love going to San Diego. It's, it's an amazing city. And, um, you know, the whole osmosis experience, you know, it, I, I've talked about this for weeks now, but it, it stands true. You know, the relationships that you build is, is are almost as important as the content that you're learning about. Uh, mm -hmm. because you just, you meet people that do things that you don't do, uh, or, or may have a different solution to a problem that you were trying to solve. Right. So getting all these thought leaders in one area to talk about, um, technology or, or the latest trends and, and, and topics, there's real value to that. Definitely. Exactly. And I was trying to explain this type of conference to someone recently and saying, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it because it's not a sales conference. Not at all. Uh, I'm not going out there to set up, you know, 20 meetings with uh, prospective clients. I'm going out there to set up, you know, maybe 20 meetings with prospective new colleagues uh, that uh, I think people in this industry 
we, we love to, you know, figure things out and share information and help people in our industry figure out tricks and uh, tradecraft. And so that's what I'm really excited about is meeting yeah. people that I often see on LinkedIn or in other professional settings, or I've heard of, or I've, you know, read things that they've written about, um, just meeting them in person and, and having them as a resource and hopefully being a resource uh, back to them as case needs arise. Yeah, definitely. And the shift I think that I've noticed in the past year or two at these conferences too, is, is it, yes, you have all your technology and your technical stuff too, but there's also that, that push that switch to get into methodology on how to do things. And that's, that's right in line with where your training comes. Uh, you guys are talking about doing research, only having a library, which to me is amazing. Right. Uh, I hope everyone finds it as interesting as yeah. we do. <laughs> well, I'm a child of the eighties. So you got me. I spent a lot of time in the library as a youth, you know, reading periodicals and uh, wasting time and, and hiding in corners and watching movies when I could sneak one in. Uh, exactly. There's exactly. no cell phones a, or any of that stuff, right? Yeah. We had yeah. a lot of fun going to the library and, you know, looking at the microfish yeah. and using the card catalog system and trying to, you know, just recall how we had to, uh, you know, go to the library and really figure things out and take time and then, you know, go find the actual source and then, you know, review it. And right. it is time consuming, but there's something to be said for knowing how to figure that out Absolutely. and for all the resources that exist Absolutely. Uh, at the library. I was chatting with uh, Arno uh, Roiser a couple of weeks ago. He's another speaker there and he's, he's a straight hardcore librarian too. And mm-hmm. he's in Amsterdam. So I was like, do we decimal system? Like, does it, do they have that over there? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I want to know. <laughs> and in his Dutch sense of humor, like he didn't like really get it. <laughs> you know? So it was like a weird answer, but super knowledgeable guy. I'm really excited to meet him. Uh, just a, a character and like the information and history that this guy has, uh, and the knowledge in his head is, is mm-hmm. quite impressive. Um, oh, I can't wait to meet him too then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And that's the thing. You just, like I said, you meet different people from all over the places and, uh, it's, it's super, uh, super interesting. So what do you hope that folks that are taking your class will walk away from? As I sit through conferences sometimes that are, uh, a little bit outside of my skill set, I just want to know that something exists, that there's a way to do something that, Um, There's a way to think outside the box Mm -hmm. and there's this other resource out there. Even if I don't become an expert in, let's say, whatever the speaker is talking about, I at least know, okay, there's someone I can reach out to for help. There's this other resource who can help me think through this. And so that's what I love about these conferences where there's actual, you know, really good training is just kind of knowing what's out there and what I might be missing in my own investigation if I'm not doing a couple different steps or uh, if I'm always doing the same steps, what I might be missing or right. might not know about. So can you give me an example of maybe um, on one of your cases and don't get into super specifics. I don't want you to violate any NDAs or anything, but where sure. this library research really came in handy and answered a question that you're like, wow, we didn't realize that this was a possibility or this was the reason that something happened. Sure. And this is something we're going to talk about too. Um, it's an It's an older case. It's from about 20 years ago. And we're using it as an example because in this particular case, we want to track down uh, potential witnesses or people to talk to. And so the newspapers from this local area um, where uh, two little girls went missing, they're not available online. But you wouldn't really know that unless you kind of did research to know what are the local newspapers. 
uh, and then how to go find these local newspapers, which had a lot of, you know, personal stories uh, and personal statements in the newspaper. And so going to the library, we were able to look at those newspapers um, and learn about a couple different witnesses' names. Um, we also use crisscross directories. So, you know, we could use something like a database uh, search to figure out uh, who might have lived in a particular building that we're interested in kind of knocking on doors and talking sure. to people. Yep. Um, and that might be the building where, you know, a witness lives or the little girls lived. Um, but the databases might not be as accurate as this crisscross directory, which basically lists an address and who was at that address in that particular year. And so right. it comes out you know, every year and it has phone numbers in it. And so, you know, we're talking the early 2000s and that's going to be a great resource for this case as well. Mm -hmm. And then one other resource in this case is high school yearbooks. And so what we want to do is figure out the little girl's parents, maybe who went to high school with her, who were sure. her teachers, who were their, um, you know, just people who worked at the school who may have uh, been gym coaches or uh, whatnot, and perhaps talk to those individuals because if not everyone was interviewed or maybe somebody wasn't interviewed in the right way, yeah. or maybe someone didn't share information at the time. Sure. And so we really want to find these witnesses, um, but really think outside the box on how to find them sure. instead of just relying on a Google search, which probably won't uh, tell you the name of the art teacher at a high school, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. I ran into a lot of that uh, with the sex abuse cases, you know, the mm -hmm. last couple of years, the statute of limitations were rolled back and a lot of that stuff. So I, I had cases from, you know, the sixties where, you know, Oh, well this, this guy was a problem. This, this assistant vice principal, but I don't remember his name. Right. A absolutely. Right. I had we a bunch of those all the time on those types of yeah. cases. And it was a combination of online research, finding Facebook groups from that school that year, mm -hmm. trying to contact people. And ultimately the New York public library going and, and pulling uh, yearbooks and uh, you know, yeah. using all that stuff. So yeah, you're preaching to the choir here. And then, you know, we're going to give a few case examples, but yeah. in our presentation, we're also, and it might be an overload of information, but we're going to give a lot of different examples that maybe, um, you know, you don't need it in certainly every case, but it's one of those, you know, needle in a haystack type of findings at the library that might just flip your case in another direction. For instance, yeah. we found uh you know, Manila folders with company tax returns from the 70s. Wow. And so, and it had individuals withholding statements. And so if we're looking to reinvestigate something or even just figure out who was at a company at a certain time period, pre-internet, that was definitely something I didn't think we would see during sure. our research, but something as minute as that um, we found. And it, it could it could lead to something really important. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. So we're going to wind down over here. So I, I have one more question for you. So sure. if you weren't the super sleuth, uh, Jen over here and you, and there was something else that you could be doing besides what you're doing right now, what do you think that would be? Oh, that's a tough one. I have, I have so many interests, right. um, but definitely a huge interest of mine is traveling and I love to go to different countries, different States. I just love to kind of sit in a coffee shop and watch the, you know, people and, I don't tend to do a lot of touristy things or, you know, jam pack my trip in full of museums or anything like that. I really just try to, you know, go where the locals go and 
Um, so I would probably be some sort of travel planner okay. for really sort of unique trips and really try to tailor them to the people that are hiring me to organize the trip for them. So not necessarily own like a huge travel company with lots of employees. I just love to travel. I think you learn so much about the world and people and kind of expand your horizons and right. change your beliefs or understand different viewpoints. Sure. And, Certainly eat great food along the way. So, so I didn't realize I was talking to uh, Carmen Santiago. So it's <laughs> fantastic. Uh, it's, that's how I learned my geography when I was a kid <laughs> playing that game. Uh, Jen, this this was great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. The the clock is ticking, folks. For osmosis, it's not too late to sign up. Uh, you definitely want to get out and uh, make your way over there in person if you can. If you can't make it there in person, you can definitely do the virtual. Uh, you're going to get enough content out of it. It's going to be worth your while to to participate that way too if you need to. But uh, Jen, I will see you in uh, in a couple of weeks. In, uh, Likewise, in I can't Diego. wait to meet you in person. Yeah, I really look forward to it. I look forward to it. We'll share some uh, Forlini stories when I meet you. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Thank you everyone for tuning in and we'll catch you guys uh, on Monday on a regular show. Take care. Thank you. Thanks to Jennifer for coming on and discussing her topic. She'll have ample opportunities in San Diego to do some more people watching. Still thinking about osmosis? Now's the time to enroll if you haven't already. You can learn more about the event at osmosiscon.com. And we also want to thank ScopeNow and InvestigatorsToolbox.com for sponsoring the episode. Now, have you checked out the InvestigatorsToolbox.com yet? Make sure you look into this dynamic resource community for the investigative professional. Use code PIP201836 to save $20 when you join. And you can do just that through the app, available on iOS and Android platforms. And if you have a question or a comment about the show, just email Matt at MatthewS at SatellitePI.com. You can also find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. We want your feedback to bring you the best shows possible. And we'll be back on Monday with a new show. So make sure you tune in and stay safe out there.